Hello. Welcome back, everyone. Stacey and Pete here, and we're back for more Halloween content. We are excited, and we are motivated, and we are ready. (laughs) Totally motivated. If you've listened to recent episodes, you know that we asked you all for your favorite Halloween episodes of a television show. And we got so many responses that we broke it down into three different categories. We've already put out our sitcoms episode. And if you haven't listened to that, you should. There are two parts, actually. And we're going to also be covering animated Halloween specials. Mm -hmm. This time we are covering hour-long TV episodes. Yeah. Does anybody know what these are called? We're just calling them long form. (laughs) Long form. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Dramas? Dramas, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they all are dramas. Teen dramas, really. Teen dramas. You know what is ironic? And we didn't do this on purpose. Every single episode that we chose to watch a Halloween special for are shows that we've done a Patreon episode for. I did that on purpose. You didn't do it. I picked all the shows we watched, but I didn't do it on purpose. But it's funny because... You missed my influences during the week to get you to pick these. Oh, okay. Okay, that's that's false. You're right. <laughs> but yes, all of these we have covered on our Patreon. If you're interested, you can go to patreon.com slash we don't want to grow up. Please go check it out. See what you think. It also helps support us. So we would appreciate it. Defo. So the first episode that we watched was Spooked in season one of Felicity. All right. So in this episode, Felicity and Ben get robbed at gunpoint. Which is scary. Very scary. Doesn't feel very Halloween-y. No, I mean, it's scary, but not like Halloween scary. Real life scary. Yes. And then we get like some fallout from that where Felicity and Ben are going to the police station. Ben's kind of like flaking out a little bit, but Felicity and Ben are getting a little closer because of this. They do have a lot of bonding. We do have a fun pumpkin carving scene where they're really expressing their feelings to each other. Not romantic feelings, but just talking about stuff and make plans to wear like Frankenstein and the Bride of Frankenstein costumes together to the party. Felicity thinks things are going great. Yes, they make those plans together. Felicity shows up to the party that Ben and his roommates are throwing. As the Bride of Frankenstein, Ben has dressed up differently. He's a member of the Rat Pack because that's what his friends wanted to do. He basically makes Felicity feel like he didn't know what she was talking about. Gaslighting at its finest. Straight gaslighting her. Felicity gets upset. Felicity actually holds Ben to task on this. She does. She calls him out. She calls him out. She gets upset with him. Eventually... Ben apologizes as he should. He comes to her new place of employment, Dean and DeLuca, to apologize and to give her a replacement necklace that was stolen from her during the robbery. It was her grandmother's necklace. Yeah. So it ends up being a sweet moment. It does. Good job. Nice summary. Thank you. So in this episode, what's your favorite moment? My favorite was actually that moment at the end where Ben shows up at her work. She's pissed at him. And he sits her down during her break, gives a great speech, apologizes for everything, and then presents her with the necklace that he's gotten to replace her grandmother's necklace that was stolen in the robbery. And it was just this really sweet moment because it's quiet. There's great music playing and he puts the necklace on her because she can't get it. It keeps falling. Yeah. And you just see it's very subtle, but like 
you can almost feel how she probably felt the hairs on the back of her neck stand up in a good way as he's like just gently putting this necklace on her and I just think it's a really great moment and it's not Halloweeny at all but I can't not mention it but really quickly I do also love when Felicity after drinking away her sorrows at the party when Ben has let her down she's in the dorm room with Noel and they're talking they're sitting in the floor and talking and she's wrecked and she all of a sudden just pukes yeah in his lap and she's like I'm so sorry and then he's like it's okay I'm wearing gloves because he's dressed up as a subway employee, which was what he and Elena dressed up as, which I thought was pretty funny. So, yeah, that's just a fun little moment. That is fun. I have a similar experience where I just randomly threw up. It wasn't at Halloween, but I was at a person's house here in town that I don't know. And I got a little too drunk and I was upstairs by myself. I was leaning on like the railing on the second floor and it just hit me. And I just turned around and out it came. The people came up there and then were asking me, like, did you throw up? And I'm like, no. (laughs) And I held on to that the entire time in my wreckness that I did not throw up. Somebody else threw up. (laughs) So nobody was around when you did? No, I was all by myself. That's hilarious. Oh, my gosh. How old were you when that happened? Probably 20. Okay. Yeah. It would be funny if you were like 37. (laughs) Okay, my favorite moment is Felicity's costume. Yes. I love, absolutely love her hair. It's the best. It is next level. Like, you could not have better hair for that costume than what Carrie Russell has, because that was the absolute utter Bride of Frankenstein. Agreed. Great job. All right, so our next one up is Beverly Hills 90210 Halloween. in season two. Yes. Really with this one, it's just a lot of preparing for the Halloween party that they're going to go to. You get the fun moments of them at the costume shop trying to pick out their costumes. You have David and Scott where like Scott is still wanting to do the fun prank stuff that they've always done. And David is ready to move on. He wants to go to the party. He's going to DJ. He's going to hang out with the cool kids. Yeah, Scott is more into like the quote unquote kids stuff where yeah. he's, he wants to get into an egg war. Right. David's ready to party and meet girls. You also have this like side story going on as they're all at the party with Brandon staying home and helping give out candy. He just always does this thing where he dresses as a vampire and tries to scare the kids. And Emily Valentine shows up with her niece and nephew. And that becomes a whole thing. He ends up going out with them trick or treating. Mm-hmm. And at the party, they're all dressed up. It's a big thing around Kelly's costume being too sexy, quote unquote. She ends up getting assaulted in a bedroom. Yeah, she does. And that was like such a poignant part of that episode. But thankfully, in the episode, Brenda and Donna show up right at the very beginning of it. And it reduces the impact. But it was I remember that episode. I do, too. And it was scary. Yeah. Scary also and not a good way. Kind of like the Felicity one. It's like real world scary. Real world scary. Great summary. Oh, thanks. Very concise. (laughs) Do you have a favorite moment? Yeah, for me. So it's two costumes in a row. (laughs) My favorite from this episode is Donna's costume. Yes. So memorable. So memorable. I still to this day have no idea what she was doing. Like in every scene that they'd show her, she is like wiggling around like 
She was a mermaid, by the way. She was in a mermaid costume that was very uncomfortable. She couldn't really move around because her, of course, her legs are like bound together in the costume. And she's trying to like itch her back or something. I couldn't really tell what she was doing. She's doing the same thing the whole time. Yeah. It's like they essentially got one shot of her and just repeated it. Yes. (laughs) Every single scene. It's like, would somebody please scratch her butt for her? Yeah. Somebody help this girl out. I don't know what's going on. Get her a ruler or something to (laughs) shove down in there. (laughs) Shove down in there. But it was so memorable and so much fun. I, I really liked Donna's costume. Yes. I was also very much so looking forward to the egg war. I always thought the egg war was going to happen with Scott and David. Yeah. But, you know, in the end, we're kind of let down. You you get a little bit of egg throwing, but I was hoping for a full on egg war. Agreed. How about you? I really love the time when they're in the costume shop and they're looking for costumes. They have like this fun music that kind of goes along with costumes as they hold them up. If they hold up something that's like Western, they play Western music and Just, uh, I don't know, I forget all the ones that they held up, but they would just have like accompanying music with it. And it just kind of set the scene, set the vibe. It had a theme. A theme. And I love just perusing costume stores anyway. We just did that. We did just do that. And so the ones out there, I feel like are, you know, they had like, quote unquote, authentic stuff where it was like, oh, here's this suit was used in this movie, that kind of thing. Do you think those actually exist out in California? I wouldn't be surprised Hmm. if they did. I don't know if they still do, but I wouldn't be surprised if in the 90s that they did. Hmm. And I'd love the moment where Dylan is so proud of himself because he doesn't want to dress up. And Brenda's like, come on, you know, she's trying to find all these costumes for him. In the end, he's very excited because he's like announcing that he and Brenda are going to be Bonnie and Clyde. I mean, that's very fitting for Dylan. So I'm glad he found that. It's a good option. Yes. Next up, we have Freaks and Geeks. Tricks and Treats. This to me was like a day in the life of somebody in the early 80s on Halloween. Yes, that's exactly how I would put it. It's like the entire day. They're discussing from a family perspective what it is they're going to do. Lindsay agrees to stay home with her mom and hand out candy, but she's got her friends who want her to come out with them. You've got Sam, who at first says he's too old to go trick-or-treating, but then convinces his friends to go out trick-or-treating. And then you get the actuality of it. You get Lindsay not staying home with her mom, going out with her friends, and then you get Sam going out with his friends and and their costumes and everything that occurs. Yeah. This episode felt very authentic to me. It did. A favorite moment for me in this episode was, you know, Lindsay's friends are all kind of just about getting into some mischief on Halloween, which I think a lot of teenagers get into, or at least they did back then. I'm sure they still do. They're rolling around in Daniel Desario's uncle's caddy. Yeah. yeah. And they're, you know, they're bashing mailboxes and smashing pumpkins yep. and egging people. Mm-hmm. And Lindsay has to this point been pretty innocent. She's never really gotten into too much trouble. Before she got in the caddy. Right. Yes. And she watches as someone else gets out and smashes a pumpkin and eventually gets up the nerve to do it herself. And so she goes and she's kicking this pumpkin in. <laughs> but it's like, a struggle a little bit. And so she ends up like shoving it down inside of the jack-o'-lantern and her foot gets stuck. <laughs> and then she loses her shoe 
And it's this whole thing where we talked about this. It felt very authentic. So it was like you said to me, like, I wonder if she was supposed to lose her shoe or if it just came off because that laugh that she had when she ran back to the car seemed so real. Yeah, her reaction to it was so authentic. It's either a fantastic bit of acting yeah, or she wasn't supposed to lose her shoe and she just kind of went with it and it was really funny. Yeah, I would love to know I would if too. that was scripted or not. Yeah. Sorry. And of course, as per usual, I have like a little HM. Sure. But I do love the end when she comes back home and she feels bad because she ditched her mom because her mom had these great plans of, you know, the two of them giving out candy because that's what they've done before. And they had such a good time in her mind. The year before they had such a good time. Yeah. And she goes and puts on the costume that her mom had gotten for her. And it was supposed to be a princess, but it was a prince. (laughs) (laughs) So she just looks like a little prince. And they go and they give out the candy and they're just looking at how cute the kids are and laughing and smiling and having a good time. And her mom's finally happy. And it's just a sweet moment. And I really like it. Very sweet moment. So my favorite moment when Lindsay eggs her little bro, Sam. That's a favorite? It is. Just like the, the authenticity of it. Like... She does it. She's out in the car. It's like, at that age, maybe that's the thing that you do. But she didn't know it was him. Right. So the follow-up to that is her reaction after she realizes what it is that she's done, that she just egged her little brother. You can see it in her face. Yeah, that was really good. It was really good. So she backs up and she feels so bad. So, I mean, overall, when I say favorite, I feel like it's one of the more authentic moments in it where it's like, I just did this to my sibling and I feel horrible. And I felt that in this section of the episode. Yeah, it was good. And she made them go back and check on him. Yeah. And And poor little Sam is so dejected after that happens. Like this is where his childhood ended. With a big splat in the face. With a big splat in the face. And you found an error in the episode. I did. So if you go back and rewatch it right before Lindsay rolls up on him, if you look at the side of Sam's face, there's actually egg on there. So he's in costume for when he gets egged in the face because he's already got egg on the side of his face in like five frames. Yeah, because he's just chatting with his friends. It's before it's even happened. Yeah, it's a good catch. Yeah. Next up, one of my favorite shows in the world, my so-called life, Halloween. these shows aren't very creative with their titles. Yeah, it's pretty basic. I feel like three out of five of them are called Halloween. Halloween. (laughs) But this episode has such a like an eerie feeling to it. It's not so much scary as spooky. It's ethereal. (laughs) It's all around really. I mean, it's the, the holiday because you have people dressed up in costume and then Angela gets a book that Previously had been checked out by Nikki Driscoll, who was a student at their school. It's an infamous story about how he died tragically in the gym. In the 60s. In the 60s, fell from the rafters. Angela becomes fascinated by it, and she feels like she's seeing him around the school. And then Ryan comes up with the idea that they're going to all meet there at night and try to make contact with him. So it's all kind of around that. And then you also have, like, Angela's little sister, Danielle, dressed up as Angela and going trick-or-treating, and Sharon joins her. And then you have Angela's parents, Patty and Graham, dressing up as 
Rapunzel and a pirate. They've got a lot of action going on. <laughs> Spices of their life, like the Spice Girls. Yes. <laughs> yeah, anything else you would add to that? I mean, just a subplot of Angela trying to save Jordan Catalano by comparing him to Nikki Driscoll, essentially. Yes. And she kind of does. She does, yeah. At least in this episode. Good summary. <laughs> Do you have a favorite moment? Favorite moment for me in this one. When everyone is calling Sharon rat girl. <laughs> she's dressed up like a cat and everybody yes. thinks she's a rat. She's got a fantastic cat costume. It's obviously a cat costume, but everybody at school is calling her rat girl. This felt so authentic to me. This is exactly what would have happened in my high school. And you know that Sharon was so excited when she's getting her costume together, putting it on, getting ready, and she's all pumped up about going to school. And then as soon as you get there, people are calling you rat girl. <laughs> and that's sucks. just that's just how it would have gone. So I love the authenticity of that moment in particular. Yeah. I don't think we dressed up in high school for Halloween. I don't oh. remember anyone dressing up. I can't remember if we did or not. I don't think we did. So my favorite moment is a lot of the Danielle stuff, actually. When Danielle comes in dressed as Angela, that's all very dramatic and angsty. And she's just got her sister nailed. Like, she knows how to be Angela. She does. And that's because, as they say, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. Even though she says she hates her, she actually loves her and wants to be her, pretty much. She does. And she does a good job at it. And, you know, I love the fact that Sharon wants to go trick-or-treating with her in those moments. But then also at the end when she has to give the clothes back and she goes and she just sits in Angela's vanity and is amongst her things, just like touching her perfumes and her nail polish bottles. And then like when she leaves, because her mom tells her she needs to leave Angela's room, she's going to be mad. We see that she's just left her some pieces of candy. From her trick-or-treating. That is so sweet by Danielle. Yeah, I love that moment. And it's such like a small subplot of this episode, but it's also very authentic. Yeah. You know, like you hate your big sister, but you love your big sister too. Right. And maybe I love it because I can kind of relate to that. I mean, they're pretty far apart in age. Not as far apart as my sister and I were, but it's pretty close. Yeah. And I just remember, you know, always feeling cool when my sister would let me hang out with her and her friends. And yeah, so I just feel like I kind of related to that. I kind of did with my older sister. And then I had younger sisters who looked up to me, obviously. Obviously. So they probably felt the same way. <laughs> okay, so then we have Dawson's Creek, season one, The Scare. This is basically Dawson getting G'd up for... Friday the 13th. Right. It's not exactly a Halloween episode, but it's right. a scary episode. So that's why we watched it. It's essentially Halloween, not on Halloween. But <laughs> it's Dawson, Friday the 13th. It's Friday the 13th. And I guess, you know, Dawson likes to celebrate it just like it's Halloween. So he's pulling scary pranks on everybody, which are a really good time. And then you have this other subplot of a serial killer is in the area. And everybody's trying to scare each other by saying, oh, he could be headed this way. And Joey actually runs into this serial killer. And you can kind of tell in the episode, you're just like, what, is that the serial killer? 
because this guy's pretty creepy. And then another subplot of Dawson holding a seance at his house and Pacey inviting this random girl that he met at the convenience store who's fighting with her boyfriend. And that boyfriend is like terrorizing them at Dawson's house. And so it's basically like a horror movie at Dawson's house where Dawson has planned like a bunch of pranks and you can't tell what's a prank and what's real. Yes. So it's very good. And this is all, you know, written by Kevin Williamson who wrote Scream. Right. And I Know What You Did Last Summer. And you get references to both of those. Yeah, you can definitely tell this is written by the same guy who's got a very good feel for horror. Yeah. And also does Dawson's Creek. So well done, Kevin. (laughs) So hit me with your favorite moments. Maybe I'm just thinking of this one because it wraps up the episode, but I love the end when all of this stuff has happened. Joey and Dawson are sitting on Dawson's bed. She wants to stay over because she's creeped out from the whole night. She doesn't want to have to make the trip home. And the news is on and they've caught the lady killer, the serial killer that's been on the loose. And they both realize that it was the guy that had come up to the car window to talk to Joey and that Dawson had walked up and kind of interrupted the interaction. And they just both look at each other like, like, wow, we had an encounter with a serial killer. Which is funny because we listen to this podcast called Radio Rental, and there's a few episodes where people recount their interactions with a serial killer that they didn't know was a serial killer at the time. So this was especially chilling because it's a really well done part where you can tell there's something off with this dude. Mm -hmm. So it's a real good part of the episode. What about you? So I love it when they all finally prank Dawson. Joey disappears. And Dawson is freaking out, trying to find her because things are getting scary in the house. And he opens up the closet door and she like falls down and she's got blood all over her sweater and her throat. And he's screaming and then he turns around and somebody's there and somebody's there with like a, a fake knife. Yeah, somebody's there with a fake knife and they all finally get him because he's been pranking everybody all episode. Yeah. And it was so good. <laughs> and a follow up to that. My second most favorite moments from this episode are you screaming. <laughs> At Dawson scaring Joey after you've you've seen this episode, I don't know how many times you were sitting next to me and you're like, whoa, <laughs> I forgot like that those moments happened and I wasn't expecting it. And it just made me jump. Sorry. I love that it got you. It was so good. <laughs> it did. Dawson got me that DA. <laughs> so we actually watched two episodes of Dawson's Creek because, well, they have several Halloween episodes, but these were the two that stood out in my mind. So in season three, they did an episode called Escape from Witch Island, which was heavily influenced by the Blair Witch Project. Mm -hmm. Dawson's filming a documentary about Witch Island, and he's interviewing people and trying to find out if like all the lore and everything is true. And they go there. uh, He and Joey and Pacey and Jen go there to try to see what's going on and interview people and do all that stuff. Subplot. You've got Jen wanting to do this love spell to see if it actually works. And it does work on Pacey. Yeah, well, that they did it together because they felt mutually that neither of them were attracted to each other or had any feelings for each other. So they wanted to just try it. And eventually they do start to kind of fancy each other. They do agree to become buddies. <laughs> certain kind of buddies. A certain kind of buddies. Friends with benefits Yes, how we would word it. They agree to become friends with benefits. They do, by the end of the episode. Yes. 
Uh, but gradually through the episode, you see that they start to become a little more attracted to each other. I mean, there are spooky things that are happening on this island. There's spooky people. You've got the boat driver who brings them to the island and is supposed to take them back. You've got this tour guide on the island who may or may not be real. I don't really know. So there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, they're like warning them not to do stuff. But then you kind of start to second guess what's actually happening there. They tell you not to go in the woods. But of course, they go in the woods and scary stuff happens. Mm hmm. And in the end, you know, Dawson is showing his classroom the video and someone notices that it looks like there are two figures there watching them go away. And so then it makes you think like, hmm, was that real? Was that staged? I don't know. It's like two figures in pilgrim garb. Yes. Like they've got like, like, you know, the, a pilgrim hat. It would and, be from the time of this story that they've been following while they were on the island. Right. It was like the 1600s. So it was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a very interesting episode. It was different. Mm -hmm. Okay, favorite moments? I love it. When it went full bonkers inside of that church. <laughs> like they were all inside of that church. They got drawn there by this bell that didn't exist. So they were in different parts of the island and they started hearing the bell toll from this church. They show up there and they're like, why did you ring the bell? And they're like, I didn't ring the bell. And then Pacey looks up and he's like, guys, there's no bell. And then all of a sudden... It starts to follow the original story where the villagers all came and burned the witches inside of the church. Like all of a sudden you can hear villagers outside of the church. You can see fire on the outside of it as people are like banging on the walls and banging on the door. And it is terrifying. And then all of a sudden it stops and they run away. But I love that part. It is really scary. It was scary. I can't tell if it was real or not. Like Dawson had a a video camera going. I never saw any of that footage. I was wondering that actually, because he has the camera on when they go out of the church. And then he has it obviously from the whole time that they run out to when they leave. It's in his hand inside of the but church like, while the fire are is burning. Are you filming when all that, did you capture any of that? Yeah. We didn't find we don't that know. out. We don't know for sure. Well, my favorite moment, we already kind of talked about it, but when Dawson is showing that documentary to the class and they catch those figures... He and Joey are watching it again in his bedroom later on, and they're discussing it. And they both kind of have different feelings about it because she's cynical and he he's calling her cynical and she's calling him gullible because he thinks it's real. He thinks that it's this couple that they've been reading about this whole time that are there on the island watching them leave. And she thinks that it's the man and the woman that worked on the island that they've really just planned this whole thing. Mm-hmm. That they go, they lead you into this church, and then they simulate all this crazy stuff happening in the church while you're there. You know, they make you think you're stranded without a boat, and then you run out of the church to leave, and the boat is now there, which means someone had to bring the boat to the island. That was one part I didn't understand because, so there was this dude that brought them over to the island on this boat. Yeah. And then Dawson and Joey make their way over to the boat at about dusk. And the guy's like, you either get on the boat now or I'm leaving you. But they're not going to leave Pacey and Jen who are not there yet. They don't know where they are. Right. So the guy leaves them. So he takes this boat and leaves. And then we get He's the rest like, of it. Good luck. Maybe yeah. we'll see you in the morning. Exactly. Which also is what makes me think that it's not real. Maybe. So that guy leaves. That's when the whole bell happens and the church happens. And then after the church scene happens, they all run back to where the boat was and all of a sudden it's there. So it's like, how did the boat get back there? 
Yeah, I feel I'm I'm actually and you know me, I normally believe the more paranormal side of it. Yeah. But in this instance, I think the man and the woman that work there showed back up dressed in that old timey garb and were just there to freak them out. It's like a haunted hayride at that point. Right. Which is a lot of fun. That's a lot better than it's an actual haunted island. True. So, yeah, that's my favorite moment. I like it. So that's all for part one of this episode. Part one is done. So stay tuned because coming up, we will have an award ceremony like no other. Just kidding. It'll be just like the one we did last time (laughs) where we have several different categories where we will pick a runner up and a winner for each category. It's a good time. So make sure you listen and see if you agree. So if you're not already following us on Instagram, you can find us at We Don't Want to Grow Up Pod. You can join our Facebook group, which has changed names. It is now called The Cozy Club dash fans of We Don't Want to Grow Up. We're slowly growing over there. We have some great mods, Joanna and Stephanie, that are helping us out, starting conversations. So come over there. It's a good time. It is. We're on TikTok at We Don't Want to Grow Up. You can email us at we don't want to grow up at gmail.com. If you'd like to help support the podcast and all of our other endeavors, you can become a member of our Patreon, which you can find at patreon.com slash we don't want to grow up. There you can gain access to bonus episodes and soon to be extra content. Another way you can support us is by giving us a five-star rating if you listen on Apple Podcast and leaving us a nice review. You may listen on other platforms and maybe there's another way that you could rate us or review us there. So if there is, please do so. Those numbers do matter. So if you could do that, we would really appreciate it. Also, you could help spread the word by sharing about it with your friends and family and on your social media platforms with your followers. All right. See you next time. Bye.